0: this time every thursday night and i am mama mac and with me is the famous dr angel falzoni yes you are famous <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh, we had a very special show last week dr angel what was that all about we sure did we were celebrating our fifth year anniversary wow i know wasn't that fun we really did have a great time great we show did. we had special guests yes we had call in from betty that yes. was nice And uh, we really enjoyed that show. It was a lot of fun. If you missed it, you can hear it on TantalkNetwork.com. Go to podcasts, go down to the name of the show, go Yard, and you will find it. Or go to YouTube, because we are on YouTube right now, are we not, Tommy? You can go to Tantalk Radio and uh it will come up live and we are on youtube right now if you'd like to do that or it's recorded so the old shows are right there on youtube also
1: undergo yard
0: undergo yard so pretty exciting to celebrate five years i mean we've been doing this thing we do dr angel for five years you know and i feel like it's been (laughs) a blink of an eye pretty much like it's flown by oh my gosh yes I've, I See, how many grandkids have I had in the last five years? One, two, three, four, five. number five's on the way. Oh, wow. It's been a busy five years in that, in that department in my life. And then in... in <laughs> so much has changed so in both much, of our lives. You know, uh, yeah, we've been super busy. And you're now in private practice. And we actually have a building together with for the ministry that I pastor, Beacon of Hope Ministries, and for your practice, which is very exciting. And your phone number is... Seven two seven five zero one six five five seven. I ask you to say it tonight because I know sometimes you forget it. I do. So no, I'll call myself. <laughs> no, that's true. Hey, we started a series a couple weeks ago that we did not do last week because we wanted to have a special five-year anniversary show, which we did. The name of this series is is Discriminate Sharing. It's a hard title to remember. It is. <laughs> Discriminate Sharing. And it's talking about being careful who you share what with when. And why would we have a series on that, Dr. Angel? Um, because there's
1: a lot of people who are sharing, oversharing, sharing to the wrong people. And
0: it's causing a lot of problems, heartache, grief, drama in their lives yeah but let me just say this let me play the devil's advocate i mean really don't we want people to get to know us so they need to know everything there is about us right (laughs) including maybe our social security number and things like that (laughs) i mean yes there's a difference what is your social security number again not happening happening. okay we do want people to
1: get to know us but we have to build trust before we let them know the all of us, and we have right. to, you know, be careful and use good judgment, which is what we mean when we say discriminate sharing. We're talking about using judgment,
0: okay? Because there are times that it can really get you in trouble, yes. And uh, we're going to talk, we've talked a little bit about online dating, we'll probably bring that up again because that is such a source of information giving away that is probably very serious in some situations, don't you think?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I hear stories all the time
0: of stuff that's gone wrong with online dating. Right. And especially now that you're in full-time private practice, you hear these kinds of things because some of the people that come to you are trying to help get help working out their dating situation. Sure right? and all the
1: the heartache that's happened from all kinds of stuff. You know um, I think it was last week maybe the week before but I had shared on the Go Yard Facebook page right. um, this quote that says correct each other in private, defend each other in public, and keep personal business off Facebook. I love that. I don't know. Was that
0: just your idea? No, that was not my idea. You saw that somewhere. I love that. stole it and posted it because it's true. Explain it. Explain what you just said. Sure. So we,
1: first of all, you know, I think what we're having is we lose the quality of our, our relationships because we talk too much to we too talk many too people. too much.
0: You know, when. You Frank, and I don't talk too much, do no, we? No, we do not. We actually are big talkers, though. <laughs> right, but uh, uh, true. We talk yeah, a lot, we talk, but, but we but we're careful
1: who we share things with. Absolutely, and so what happens is when someone does something wrong, we feel this need. We need to correct them in front of other people. Uh, you know, and that can make you know it be embarrassing. Right. It can help people lose credibility. Like it puts people on defense. Like. There's no reason to have to make it a public thing. If somebody makes a mistake, you know, I've heard people correcting over just silly stuff. Maybe they said the wrong name of a city or a town or a year something happened and somebody's quick to jump in and let them know that they were wrong, you know, and it hurts feelings and it hurts relationships and so when we need to make a correction or we need to let someone know there's a correction we need to take them in private and and talk about that between just that person not in private with everybody else that we know can you believe you know what susie said or what susie did but we got to stop that
0: yeah you know so say that again read that again so we really need good. to correct
1: each other and private. private okay then the next one is we need to defend each other in public okay because people talk right and when you hear stuff coming from other people we have to be the ones to stop that yeah exactly and we either can defend them or we get out of that situation right and when it's in public we want to protect each other's reputations and character
0: and credibility absolutely and it's not just for friendships it's also for especially if you're married or in a a long-term relationship be careful what you say in front of others about your spouse right Absolutely. You know,
1: taking this back to the marriage relationship, that happens you know, a lot of times backwards. A lot of times what we're doing is correcting each other in public. So we're taking our spouse's problem, or our boyfriend or girlfriend's problem, and we're airing it out to everybody that will listen. Kind of passive-aggressive behavior. Very. Yeah. Because it can't get fixed out there. Right. You know, and and defend, then, you know, in, in public, we're letting everybody know what's happening. And right. we can't do that because, yeah. A, it it causes so much heartache and grief along the way
0: so this is a very important part of this series is learning how to take your personal issues and and deal with them but not deal with them with everybody in your sphere.
1: It's dealing with things on a healthy level. Right. You know, and healthy relationships should have privacy to those relationships. Sure. We should be there to protect each other and the relationships. Even when right. someone has done something wrong to us, it doesn't give us the green light to expose this to everybody. To everybody, no. You know, at the end of the day, they might have done something, you know, really wrong and we may may need to get out of that relationship, but it still does not give us the green light to go hurt that person's character.
0: Because not only does it, as that's a great point, hurt that person's character, but how does it make us look if we are doing that? Well, we look terrible because we look,
1: it hurts our character when we do that. What we talk about is a reflection of who we are, right? you know, and so. When we're out there talking bad about other people well you can pretty much expect they're gonna other people are gonna be talking bad about you and afraid to trust you because we know you talk bad about people exactly you know and i was just having this uh, conversation with a patient today you know it takes a long time to build trust
0: and an instant to break it boy that is so profound and right on right absolutely why does it take a long time to build trust in a relationship somebody you're dating or somebody that's just your buddy somebody that's your work colleague or even your relative well
1: because trust is one of those things that you give a little bit and then you have to make sure that that person can handle that trust we want to only give as much trust as we can handle that person breaking right um and so the longer relationship explain is, that Sure. So when we give a lot of trust too soon and they break it, well, that leaves us in a pretty vulnerable position. Exactly. So when we're learning to trust someone, we only trust them with something that if they divulged our confidence...
0: It's no big deal. ...we wouldn't be heartbroken about it. Right. So that's how you build trust. But Dr. Angel, that is so profound and that is so right on and this is what we should be doing. But I know as a pastor and you know as a counselor and therapist, that a lot of people overshare. Oh, yeah. And that's what this series all is all about.
1: All the time. People what are doing
0: drives this? people to overshare? Well, you know,
1: so it's funny because I've been doing some research on this. So scientifically, we've talked about how there's this addiction to this overshare. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yes. chemically in our brain is releasing dopamine, okay, which is that feel-good hormone right. when we are oversharing and sharing other people's business and oversharing our own business. So it's giving us this good, good feeling in the moment, but it's causing this huge rift in our life. So we have to have some control over mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, dopamine is that chemical that, you know, gamblers get addicted to gambling sure, on because it's releasing sure. that. So it's a very strong chemical.
0: Okay, so something that we were going to talk about this evening, and I think it fits in right here perfectly, are those times in our lives when <laughs> we say, too soon, I'm going to do this. I am going to hike the Appalachian Trail. I am going to write a book on this, you know, or some grandiose thing, which may be really a goal for that person, correct? Mm -hmm. If we share that to a lot of people before you even have written the first page in your book, what happens?
1: Um, You are less likely to, to meet your goal. I and make realize you, that you had happen. written
0: that comment down for me to read, and I thought that was fascinating. Why is that? Is science science proof? Yeah, that? there's science
1: behind it, and there's a few reasons why we're less likely to have that happen. First of all, once we share that idea, now we've opened ourselves up to negative feedback, oh yeah, and negative energy, so criticism and people's opinions. Why do you want to write
0: a book about that anyway? So right? that takes. How, what, you think you can write a book? What, sure. You think you can hike the Appalachian Trail? So
1: this starts feeding all that negative right. thoughts, negative thoughts start to make us question what we're doing, right? if we should do it, um, and it makes us a little more insecure, especially if we're like writing a book or something, where a lot of people who write books are a little insecure about what they're writing it, to begin with, so to sure. get negative feedback can really just dampen that before it gets started. The okay. second reason all that right. there's three go, reasons. Oh, there's
0: three reasons. So oh my the gosh, second okay. reason
1: That's dangerous is because now we might have gotten the positive feedback okay. and all the accolades. And now we got all the that reward relationally and we didn't have to do put the energy into didn't doing have it. We didn't go high catalog. People after think all. we're wonderful and we're great. Oh my oh my gosh, look at what we're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: We don't have to do it. <laughs> and and that goes in with the third thing. Once we share it, it releases that dopamine. We lose the drive.
0: Oh, wow. So statistics show, once you share it prematurely, some goal, some major thing that you want to accomplish... It can yeah, diminish your chances less of actually to doing it achieving that. that. And so the rule of thumb mm. is keep your goals
1: to yourself. You know, it's okay to have this like one mentor or confidant that you can yeah, bounce back different. and forth.
0: Yeah. But that's it. It needs to stay private. Okay, a lot of people overshare, in my opinion, because they really want feedback, but they don't. They do and they don't. Do you want to explain that whole conundrum? How do you spell that, by the
1: way? Um, I cannot spell you the word without spell check, <laughs> but I can tell you this is probably for me as a therapist, one of the most frustrating aspects about therapy, because a lot of times people come in and they keep wanting to share these problems over and over and over. They tell you the same stories? Same ones, with the same feelings, over and over, and we're offering, all right, let's look at this, let's put the solution here, let's process this, let's change
0: this thought, but they're not willing to take that step. Okay, to get through it healthy. So what do you do as a therapist, all right, Dr. Angel, Ph.D., licensed mental health counselor? i got to remember to give your credentials out there. Two master's degrees, two bachelor's degrees, Ph.D., all that stuff. What do you do with a person who just wants to repeat the same stories? Maybe there's a little difference in the story, or maybe they add to the story or whatever, but they're coming in week after week, and you're not seeing any change because they're stuck in the loop of that story.
1: Sure, as my job as a therapist is to confront that and not let somebody stay stuck, which may mean that they don't stay a client because they don't really want to get through it. They want to tell the story to yet. tell the story, to, to have you know the compassion, to feel victimized, whatever it is that it's feeding to them. have that
0: high or whatever it right. is of
1: telling the story that release oh, of it's those
0: terrible. chemicals. You were treated that way, right? Exactly,
1: and they're not really looking for that help. So, for me, it's a very frustrating thing, and I work towards helping them see it in different perspectives. But at the end of the day, if they can't get through where they need to that it's time to do if something with it. they're not making it, any progress, not doing anything about it. It would be it. unethical for me to continue working yeah. with that. Yeah. So, And I don't, because that's not what we're here for. No,
0: because what we're here for this show, by the way, is life coaching. It's uh, counseling, free counseling for you listeners. It is also to give you solutions to the problems in your life. And that's why we have five years of shows on our website, goyard Twenty Fourteen dot org org and a bunch of podcasts right here on tantalknetwork.com and so the reason that we do this show is not just uh, just for kicks and giggles right it is because we are trying to impart some wisdom and some help to listeners that may not be able to afford professional counseling and by having all the topics we do on our websites it it really does help people if they take advantage of the help that's out there that's the point right well
1: exactly you know it's it's like a medication you know you get an infection you go to the doctor gives you antibiotics well the antibiotics do not help you until you take those Mm -hmm. as prescribed and finish the The prescription thing you know and what notoriously happens is they'll take it for a couple days
0: start feeling better stop the medicine and then it comes back this happens with personality disorders too right they they they're on I don't know if you want to call it personality disorders, a mental illness of some type. They're on medication and they get feeling better and they quit. Yeah, this, a lot of mental health common, disorders right?
1: that will happen, not just that, yes, that they'll start feeling better, they quit taking their meds and then we're back to either worse place than we were before we started or back to at least where they started. And so, you know, this it's a journey, but we have to keep moving forward. Well,
0: let me bring that concept back to where I started with it. If you are... St- just sharing the same old stories over and over again, and you are uh, basically oversharing the same information, and there's no real progress in you getting better. What good is that? It
1: isn't any good, you know. It's another problem with oversharing. It is, is my another point. problem yeah. with oversharing. And one of the things is in the scope of the therapy room, that's the safe place to share. Anything and everything. That's where you, that's safe. Um, most people are out there sharing it all out on the streets and with their friends and in their jobs. The therapy Non-social room is where, media. where that belongs to happen. And yeah. there's a place in that where we need to just dump and get rid of stuff. Yeah. Negative
0: but thoughts. Get we, that stuff out. We got to get
1: off the merry go round of taking the same event over and over and over. And That's the job of, you know, the therapist, I tell you, we're like the GPS, we're kind of helping you get where you, you know, where you need to go and to confront and help you see how you can get through that, and how you can learn to move through and get better. Uh, But you still got to be willing to go on that journey.
0: Yeah, you do. And so many people get stuck in the um, attention, I guess, I'm trying to say, of their situation that oh, poor thing, she's just a mess, or he's just he just can't seem to get out of that rut, right?
1: Exactly. And they
0: get attention from that. Yes. And so talking about the very same things over and over again doesn't really help people if they're not willing to take action and make changes. Exactly.
1: Is that right? Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. You know, and it is, and we need to take those actions to, I mean, that's what healthy, that's what healthy does. Healthy starts making steps. We might be crawling at points in our life, but moving forward, we're working towards moving forward. Right. Um, You know, we don't want to stay stuck. And so, When we're out there oversharing, that's exactly what we're doing. We're staying stuck. We're stuck in the feelings, the pain, the emotions, all of that. We relive it all over again. And as
0: you're reliving it, it may be a temporary of, oh, you poor thing. That's terrible. I can't believe that she did that to you, you know, and you get some kind of a sense of uh, euphoria knowing that everybody agrees with you right sure because we want to feel validated we want to feel validated right? so it feels good to go over it and oh that's terrible you poor thing but eventually a person that continues to to live in that it, it alienates people don't they Uh, Yes,
1: it sure does. And you know, you'll find that your social circles will be, you know, that you lose people. Like you don't have those long quality friends and relationships in your life because you're not, first of all, you're just, you're not showing yourself as healthy. You're also not showing yourself as trustworthy. You know, when we're out there just, I like to, this is going to sound gross, but I call it kind of diarrhea of the mouth when we just let it go. That is gross. It is kind of gross. But that's what we do. A lot of people sure. do do this. Just run, 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 run with something. I mean, right. I remember back when I used to work at the agency, and I know I've had this conversation where there there's these people that would just have to go office to office telling the same exact same story. story down I know, the line.
0: I've known those kind of people through the years, too, in office settings. And, and nothing that they were saying yeah. was appropriate to even be
1: talking about right. it at work. So, you know, this happens in all kinds of settings in our lives.
0: So that's our first point we wanted to talk about tonight. The next thing is, what do you do with your secrets? And we are, you know, so many times that can go feed into what we've just been talking about in, in the first few minutes, that a lot of things that people share are inappropriate to be talking about.
1: Yes. Right? Absolutely. Or, yeah, and we need to look at that. Like, first of all... Is it okay if this person shares this information with other people? Like, these are some questions we need to be asking, especially if this relationship doesn't have that level of trust for what we're sharing. And then, is this appropriate for the situation? You know, I mean, I've had people talking about all kinds of inappropriate things. I've listened to these conversations, (laughs) and it just baffles me. Like, Oh, yeah. Think about that you know, because do. it reflects who you are. It does. When you talk about something or not talk about
0: something. Or if you are revealing a secret, especially of a family member, whatever. You got to be very, very careful because it's been my experience all these many years that people tend to love to pass that gossip on. Oh, yes, they sure do. Because and, there is that little bit of, hi, did you hear, did you know, bah, rah, rah, did you know, rah, so-and-so is having an affair with, blah, 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 And
1: know? it goes back to that special information yes, and special, it's Oh, yeah, special information.
0: And it makes us feel
1: like we're insiders. And then, oh, you know, I have something special and I'm going to, you know, let everybody know. And what we're doing is, first of all, we're hurting our reputation. Yeah. And we're going to say that over and over because that's exactly what You're we're doing. we are hurting your own reputation. We're hurting the other person. Yeah. And those secrets, you know, every time it gets told, it gets changed just a little bit. So and it, it grows. Becomes
0: just like that old game of telephone. Sure right? Does. Remember that start that little thing around the circle. And it is amazing how it ends up, really, in Absolutely. a lot of people's lives. But if you are one of these that does not do discriminate sharing, in other words, you're not really careful with what you say. You can, it can come back and just bite you big time. It sure can. I mean, you're
1: talking about, like, secrets. So if we're talking about, like, family secrets, you know, it can add to the problem within the family. Sure. You might be, you know, giving information that could hurt other family members. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I've heard a secret that in a family that a person had an affair, and that's the father of their child oh, and not yes. the other person. And this that's kid has no stuff. idea. And, like, right. their whole identity got right. And they hear it in a weird place and so it can add to the shame of a family discomfort you know it can alienate family members like it's not productive right you know and we need to we're hurting reputations we are leaving things where they can't get patched up and they can't get better
0: because we're we gotta be. Like, we gotta be it's careful. It's like taking the knife, right? Words, as I've quoted this scripture many times on this show, Proverbs eighteen verse twenty one says, "Words kill. Words give life. They are either poison or their fruit. You choose." And that's from the Message Bible Translation. But words are powerful, one way or the other. They're powerful. They bring healing, or they can bring a whole lot of hurt. Let's go to break. We'll come right back, and we're going to talk more. If you'd like to call in and weigh in on this subject, go ahead, 727-441-3000. And Tommy, our fantastic engineer, will let us know you're on the line. Call Marcia today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the TAN Talk
1: Radio Network. I just
0: might have a problem that you. Love it. Old song. It Good is. choice. You know what, Dr. Angel? We all need people to lean on. And we don't want to encourage our listeners to think that we are not saying you should have people that you share with whatever. This series is all about being careful who you share with. Exactly. Right? Making sure You need, we need somebody to lean on. We I all do, do, you do. I lean on you a lot. But you know what? We I all mean, need seriously, people. we all need people in our lives. That we can trust. Yes. Right?
1: Yes. And That's that trust the key. is your key. That's the key.
0: And are you trustworthy is the question.
1: That's another key. And I will tell you, there's a lot of untrustworthy people um, because usually in therapy, I have to spend a good 30 minutes the first few sessions and remind them in several sessions about confidentiality and how it will not leave the you know the counseling room. Like, people are afraid to trust because they've been burned burned. with their private, personal, intimate matters of their heart. Absolutely. And so we need to take that serious.
0: Absolutely, we do. When somebody trusts (laughs) us, it stops with us. And and that is a problem, especially in this day and age of social media. It's too easy to just send off an email and say too much back to people who get to know each other online. That that can be very, very difficult because people tell. Let's talk about this. There are so many times, because I've heard many stories of this, and I'm sure you've heard many more than I have, of people that have told personal information to a stranger online uh, about, oh, my husband just died and I just came into some money, or this or that. I mean, you could name all kinds of examples. I'm just giving you
1: Oh, yes. They do. They post this stuff on social media. They're letting the world know. Um, And that's real. So crazy. We need to keep that really private. (laughs) Because first of all, we're setting ourselves up to be victims of crime. Like we're hurt. You know, we're really giving information that we shouldn't be given. Um, And so things like our property, our income, our material possessions, there should be a privacy about that. right? You know, and discretion should be used. You know there's several reasons. You know when we're out there always sharing you know our possessions or how much money we have or what we're doing. It's
0: ridiculous why people would do that.
1: Well it's kind of a sign that we have a low self-esteem and we're looking for approval from mm-hmm. other people. true. And we put our identity in what we have and right. what we own instead of in who we are. Right. You know when people do That's that. That's sad. I mean seriously. Right. It leads to these superficial relationships of people who want to attach to you because you have
0: this or your house looks like this or your or you're just widowed so maybe you're getting some income from that you know right because there's people out there scammers we hear it all the time and we Mm -hmm. hear it on you know commercials be careful who you give your information to don't now they're on tv i've been seeing it lately ed don't give your medicare number or your Medicaid number on the phone to anybody. Oh, let me just verify that number for you before we give you, you know. Sure. No, I mean, we can't. That's part of this topic of discriminant sharing. Don't give out your Social Security number. Don't even give out your email address or anything like that. Really,
1: be careful. Right. You need to be careful with whom you're giving that information, because you're right. There's a ton of crooks and frauds out there, and they're good, and they... you you wouldn't believe the information they can get and the damage that happens when that happens identity theft is big Um, people lose a lot of money i've known people who've been stuck in these scams several times because they haven't learned the first few times um, that you know that somebody has reached out for them and so we have to be guarded we can't trust that that person is who they represent i
0: know a person a few years ago who got one of those emails saying here's a quick way to make money let me send this money put it in your account you know because it's going to pay for some merchandise in the united states and then after that that happens you know it it was i'll never remember all the details But this person was out like $8,000. And there's a lot of people. And and she really thought she was going to be making a bunch of money on this deal. So, guys, this is part of this series, and we won't dwell on it because we've talked about it before on the air. But just be careful who you give any information to. Uh, Another thing to be careful of is talking about what really is in your heart. Do you want to talk about that? your goals, your future, your your ambitions, your desires, yeah, we really who you need to want keep, in a mate,
1: things like that. We really need to keep that why. Those pieces of our heart under wraps and guarded very much because that's a big vulnerability we're exposing yeah. in ourselves. And so we need to make sure that when we share it it's with a person that we can trust. First of all, we can get scammed when we're sharing that kind of stuff. Oh, Especially, especially, when, when,
0: especially if it's online. Forget yes, that. I'm Don't looking be doing For that. this
1: and this and this and the main. Oh, all of a sudden you get this wonderful email of Mr. or Mrs. McDreamy, you know, meeting all of your criteria. Miss, Mr. McDreamy. All right. Yes. Yes. So we can be opening ourselves up that way. But also those inner things of our heart, like that's really private. And really only be shared with people who have that really private level of trust with you. Exactly.
0: And, you know, there are so many times that people just think everybody's, oh, yeah, boy, they're so sweet. They're so nice. And until you spend a lot of time or know people who know them, I think this is a real important key. You want to talk about that? Because I think this is vital when we talk about this subject of discriminant sharing.
1: Absolutely. You know, that's one of the things I always bring up to people when they're wanting, wondering, should I be trusting this person? One of the first questions I ask is, do they have any long-term friends? People who've been in their life 10, 15, 20, 30 years?
0: That is an excellent point. And I've talked to people who are, on, are online dating, and I would say something like that. Ask, oh, no, he doesn't have any friends. I, it, you know, he's moved around a lot. He really doesn't have any friends. What would you say about that, Dr. Angel Professional? I would say
1: professionally that's a huge flag. flag no matter how much we've moved around in life like there should always people who have good character people who have good reputation have solid people long term relationships so when they're you know having conflicts with you know their whole family and it's all the family's fault of course and you know they don't have these long term relationships that you can talk to that you're introduced to that you can see for yourself that this is a person of character reputation that That's a person I would say, red light, like, get away. Oh, absolutely. There's something really wrong.
0: Well, I love the fact that I do have people that have known me for 30 or 40 years. And one of those is Betty Thomas, who was on the air a few weeks back with us. She actually lives in Michigan now, but she and her husband and her daughter, Megan, who's also part of our ministry, uh, were part of my church. I pastored in Indiana, core back in the late 80s. And so I love the fact that when they come here and they get to know some of the Beacon people, whatever, there are old stories there's what they they've known me since i was in my 30s i mean that's a long time ago (laughs) right we all acknowledge that but the value of that is it gives you credibility yes it does right if you are dating somebody that well no all my relatives are dead if they tell you that i've heard people say that that's a common thing people say no all my relatives are dead well no i never had kids no i don't have any kids uh, any grandkids? No, never had any. Um, and uh, do you have friends at work? Well, no, I kind of stay to myself. All those things are red flags, yes, right? Yes, they are. Would you
1: agree? Something else is going on. And so, I would say that you need to take that take that information and be careful. Like that should be that sign of, um, I need to be careful. This person maybe need to earn my trust in a different way. I mean, there are genuine people out there that might have lost their family and are real reclusive and do not have those connections but there's some unhealthiness there too so if if
0: that's the case you you know they may not be
1: out there to scam you but there might be other things going on there may be
0: people who can't get along with other people
1: (laughs) you never know what's really behind the scenes and so credibility is important you know I belong to a business group as I build my business and one of their mottos is you know you do business with people that you know like and trust I love that and that's kind of how we need to do our personal business with people. That we need to know them for who they are. We need to see them face to face, not you know over the wires of computer, text, social media, email. We need to you know is this a person I want to spend time with? Do I like being around this person? And are they trustworthy?
0: Right. So important.
1: Yes. And so those are some really good things to look for right um, in people.
0: Yeah. And because people don't take the time to do that they end up in all kinds of problems because a lot of people especially if you're online dating or getting to know somebody just maybe you just want a friend from online a lot of times you got to be careful if that other person is telling you anything important or if they're letting you do all the talking
1: oh yes do you want to talk about that Uh, Well, they're kind of fishing for information a lot of times when they let you do all the talking. Uh, Another thing they like to do, I call it baiting, but they'll have a story that they're telling you, making you think that they're telling you all these really intimate secrets about themselves and their struggles, and it's like all not real to kind of get you to give them your story and your information and your details. And so, you know, they'll they'll throw this, like, I'm trusting you with all these pains, you know, these things in my heart so that you feel... Obligated, you feel this false sense of trust, exactly, and you let your guard down. We need to be careful with that guard, like, we have power over our guard and our control here.
0: I've talked to people who have gone on first dates for but with total strangers that they met online, okay. And they're sitting in a very nice restaurant, okay, let's say, which gives an impression that this person has some money that's gonna mm-hmm. buy this lady a nice meal, right, and get a little wine in some people right Mm -hmm. and they just talk 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 and then by the end of the evening they can't remember anything he said let's say or it could be the other way around and uh they just say oh I had such a good time well what did he say what's he like what are his what are his take that and run with that
1: yeah well that's where we need to be careful I mean we need to be Paying attention to those details because, right. You know, everyone's favorite subject is themselves most of the time. You know, you really
0: think that? Oh,
1: gosh, you know, I do. Is that because and I you're I used a to counselor? not think that, <laughs> but it's really true. It's really true. If you know, they will talk and talk if they're talking about them. So I see that even in just non-counseling things. You know, if songs, so you're letting them talk about their life. They're yeah. happy to keep going. Right. Um, So, people know this information and they bait for that information and so you should be equally getting to know each other. That's how trust builds. Sure. You know, I know a little about you, you know a little about me, you know, we keep it very general and vanilla like, you know, maybe our favorite hobbies or things to do or books to read and then as we get trust and relationship takes time, right? then maybe we can share other things, you know, more details, but we need to be guarded.
0: Well. Speaking of that, I think in this subject, it lends itself to this, because we keep going back to the online thing, because I know you see this in counseling, Mm -hmm. the danger of this. I see it as a pastor and and with other people in, in my life, that this, it can be a very difficult situation. People who rush into getting too serious or getting too intimate too soon. Yes. And no, it's not the second date. Right? Mhm. But for a lot of people it is.
1: You know, and that happens and that's a flag. Too fast, too soon is a huge flag no matter how you if it's a friendship or romantic relationship, like that should like
0: that, warn should, be, you. that should that should be should a, be a warning, warning light,
1: right? Absolutely. And then they do it under the guise of, "Well, I, you know, I've had so much life experience. I really know what I'm looking for oh, and yes. it's you." <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, and I—I've been looking all my life, and I found you. You're my soulmate. I've You're heard soul this term mate. happening. I—I I I, I I just shouldn't be saying. I mean, you know, the reason we can do this back and forth right now is because we've heard it. We've heard people. this story
1: so oh, many times.
0: Or, or, or you know what? I mean, I just—you uh, know what? I shouldn't say this. <laughs> Maybe it's a wine talking, but I think I'm in love with you. I know it's our second date. But I think I'm actually in love with you. You are the most beautiful person that's ever come in my life. You are a game changer for me. I'll quit dating, blah, blah, blah. I'll turn off match tonight.
1: Absolutely. That's it. those are flags and, and they throw it out and so you know, i you know, and then they'll make you feel special, like you're the only person I've been able to connect with oh, in, my yes, in my whole life. Yes, in my whole life. And so, <laughs> then our guard is down, and and the blah, reason blah, 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 we blah. can do
0: this is because we've heard this stuff oh in counseling, and we know that these are red flags. But people that are vulnerable to this are generally speaking insecure. Yes, and feeling bad about themselves, and yes. somebody comes along and says, "You are the most beautiful person I've ever dated." Wow.
1: Yes, I just and they're willing what? to give them the keys to their life, pretty much oh, at yeah. that point. Here,
0: I'm going to give you the key to my apartment. Really. Mm-hmm. You trust me like that? Yes, I want you to have it. And then a few days later, can I have a key to your apartment? Because, you know, I gave you mine. Right. Right. Yeah, right? they bait, and
1: they make you feel like they're going to oh, give you trust. Oh, well, yeah, you,
0: since you did, I guess I should. You feel
1: obligated. They, they work obligated. on guilt. Yeah. They work with people who have lower self-esteem because we they feel guilt more Yeah. frequently. And, yeah, I mean, and even if they're, you know, whatever their game is, this is, It leaves really hurt feelings. I've had people literally on the brink of suicide from these types of relationships. And they gave and exposed the inner core of their heart to get scammed or to get left, get ghosted, or to get, you know, to be alone at the end of the day. And they thought they had this once in a lifetime connection. And it it wasn't real. Um, You know, a lot of times when I deal with people in counseling, they'll come in and, uh, they've met this Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful online, and then I start hearing some of the story. Not to say you can't meet somebody quality online. No, sure, you, can. you can. You can. But you got to be
0: careful, and you got to yeah. be guarded, and you got to take, take your small. time and get to know them yes, over a long and, period of time. You
1: know, and then the family might get all up in arms, like, "Oh, we're so upset. We don't want this person doing this." And it's like, watch the relation. These relationships don't. Usually have a long term, especially when you start seeing all the flags happening. You know, third date, and now I'm hearing we did a whole you know, series.
0: And if you're listening to this listener, and you would like more comments <laughs> from us on this topic, we did a series last year, maybe on red flag.
1: We did it on the red flag dating, or something like that. Red flag,
0: something or other, uh, warnings or something. I don't know, but it's in our. It's mm-hmm. in our. Uh, it's on our website, which is goyard2014 dot gorg, and it's got a title on it. So red flag something. I, I think we did three or four shows on that. We did because you know, and a lot of times our shows are born out of things we've gone through that we deal with counseling yes. other people, etc. Right? And it's big, and in, and you know, this online thing is not just
1: romantic relationships. No, it's so not. Do not get stuck in no, that thinking. It's not. If it that's, can be friendships yes, as friendships, well. Yes. Um, Business colleagues. Yes. And we need to be guarded with that. Um, another thing we really need to be careful about sharing, and this is happening like galore, is when we share like personal beliefs, like our political affiliation oh, and yes. our deep re- yes. held religious beliefs. Yes. And we're just kind of throwing them all
0: over the place. Well, one of the reasons to be careful on that with social media is because they have the, the settings set. So if you like something politically, one party or another, you're going to get bombarded yes. with those kinds yes. of emails and and posts on Facebook, right? Absolutely, you know. And Facebook's not the only one that does it. Oh no, no, no. Twitter. And even in
1: conversations like these. This is something that when we're talking about deeply held beliefs, like this should be happening with people that we have good trusting relationships mm-hmm. with if we bring some of these topics up. But, you know, when we start talking and exposing these beliefs, first of all, we're leveling things because yeah. we... I mean, people believe if my beliefs are the right beliefs and anybody else's beliefs are the wrong beliefs. Typically, that's how they feel, True. right? So we get this leveling going on, and we're putting—you know—we can be sending messages of hate, discrimination, uh, making people feel like we don't care about them just based on what we're saying, right? Religious or politically, we need to—we we need, need to, to be careful very careful with those words exactly. because, like you said, words have—you know—life and death in them, and so. We should never be imposing mm-hmm. our beliefs mm-hmm. ever on, on anyone else. else, no. And I, you know, my rule of thumb is I do not share those beliefs unless someone asks me And then I have to know, do I trust, you know, should this person get that information? Or
0: are they going to say that they're the opposite political party? Are they going to pounce on you for what you just shared? Or or
1: even faith beliefs. Like, I am, you know, I have deeply held faith. My religion is extremely important to me. I live the tenets the best I can. right. And I try to let my life be my testimony so that I'm not out there, you know, making others feel bad or wrong or separate or whatever because they think or believe different from me that's not to me that's not the tenant of my faith and i'm not to impose it i'm just to love and i take that very seriously but there are a lot of people that oh my gosh i mean there are people we share a faith with and i can't talk about faith with Mm -hmm. them because Mm -hmm. it becomes so hurtful it does and so when we're talking about things we need to be careful about talking about those two topics need to really We need to guard them more.
0: And yet I know people that have gone on the first dates and I hear back, oh, well, they are the same political party. They believe like I do. So you've been sitting there on a first date talking about all of that.
1: So I'm going to I'm going to throw my father under the bus on this one. he's, he's going to love me, but he is very strong on a political party and when he he's on dating, he's on all these online and whatever dating things and he will not even date somebody outside his political party, but he gets this false sense of security if they share a political belief that they are trustworthy, that they're good person, oh, that yeah. they're, they're like the that's the danger of this. Yes. There's the danger. You right. you have this false sense of security based on this arbitrary thing and no, most none of them have worked out and panned out. And, you know, and he's been hurt
0: many times, but he still holds to this belief. And, you know, and we're going to wrap up the series tonight. I think yes. we, we we've, are, we've covered it, it for the last, we've got three shows on it. Discriminate sharing. If you missed any of them, you can go back and listen to them. Tantalknetwork.com on Podcast Go Yard. So um, with all this said... I, let's hit the high points of things you would like our listeners to remember. If you got a pen, get a pen and write some of these down as Dr. Angel says them. She has no idea what she's about to say. She's just gonna come off the top of her head and I'll throw some stuff into. Well, some of the things I'm gonna go take it it boils down to trust. And I think
1: the best way we can sum this whole series up is to trust or not trust. When in doubt, exercise caution. You know, um, I like the the Ralph Waldo Emerson quote that says, "My life is for itself. It is not for spectacle." And you know and that oh, that's good that's the privacy of our life and so we do need to practice self-control when we're in those emotional high times you know that's when we're more vulnerable or if we've been drinking or things that take away some of those inhibitions so we need to have self-control we need to decide what I want to share and what I what I do not want publicly out there and is this okay and like really think about this before because a lot of people, when they get anxious or nervous, they just talk they and just talk, talk and too talk. much.
0: And back to the drinking point or drugs or whatever, if you are under the influence, be very, very careful. You should just go home and go to bed. Yes, and really stay <laughs> off social can, media and texting right, people. Because you're gonna get into all kinds of trouble, right?
1: Exactly, and so we've talked a lot about trust. I wanna give a few characteristics of how you know trust is building in a relationship. Good. And so one of those is the person is reliable. Okay. You know, when you can trust somebody, they show you who they are, and they mean who they are. They are right. who they say they are. Um, they're receptive; they will listen to what you have to say, but th- in an open, caring, and they keep your confidence. Sure, it doesn't go out between you and them. Um, they're not judgmental. Uh, these are people who just will accept you for who you are, and they want the best for you. So right. feedback will come as to help you make improvements. Right. Um, these are individuals who aren't gossiping about other people. Right. They're not telling you. That's a
0: telltale right That's there. That's a huge. If you're hearing other people's secrets,
1: no. you do not have somebody you can trust No, with because you.
0: They're, if they're doing that for the, with that friend's info, they're going to be doing it with
1: yours. Absolutely, because they show you that they do not take confidentiality serious. Um, it's an individual that you have an active, ongoing, developing relationship. And not just, I met you last week and I'm going to
0: marry you exactly. next week. Exactly.
1: Right. And it's honesty. Trust is based in: Is this person honest? Right. Do you, you know, how do they mean what they say? Say what they mean. Are they telling me the truth? Are they exaggerating their stories? Are they, you know, those are really important things to look at as I'm trusting somebody. And
0: when you're when you're getting to know somebody, and they're telling you a story over and over again, do those details still match? Do they match? Or are now there's other. There's other
1: nuances or whatever to it. Absolutely. So, when you are building trust, those are the things to look for. Right. So, when I share, listen to their conversations. Mm-hmm. Are they talking about other people in this negative, you know, gossipy kind of way? Um, you know, a lot of times it gets masked as caring. Oh, yes. But it's not, it's still gossip and it's exposing people and because they will do it to you. Um, are they honest? Do they say what they mean and mean what they say? Do they are they reliable when they say they're going to show up? Do they show do they up? Do show they follow up? through? What do the other people in their lives say about them? What kind of relationship quality do they have? That
0: go back to that point. What do other people in their life say about them? Mm-hmm. That is very important. I that's, think that's a real good litmus test. Don't you think? Yes,
1: it is. A great litmus test because a person of character will have people who know that character and that adds to credibility and trustworthiness. Exactly. You know, you bring I know we're at the end of the show, but you bring up Betty. One of the reasons I knew I could trust Betty is because I knew I could trust you and that was your long term friend, which that credibility transferred to that relationship. Sure.
0: Yeah. So that's really important. Right. Yeah, it is. I mean, these are ways to, to not get yourself into situations with a lot of regret. And that's and, the bottom line. And embarrassing mm-hmm. or hurtful financially or they break your heart mm-hmm. because they're just lying to you. Yes. So and they're dating three other doubt, people at the same time. Yes.
1: Take it slow. And if you don't think, if you're not sure if you should say something, just, just err on the caution. It. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it.
0: Go slow. We are in such an instant dis- society that we want even our popcorn to quick to cook quicker. Yes, we do. Right. Yes, we let do. alone relationships. And some people are determined to get to the marriage, uh, you know, signing the license quick. And be careful. Absolutely. Be careful. There must be an alternative, mo- you know, motive if they're trying to get there that quick.
1: So the bottom line is, use judgment. You can save yourself so much trouble in your life if you just use judgment and what you share, with whom you share, it, and how much you share.
0: Discriminate sharing. Yes. Be very careful. Yes. And that's what this series has been all about. And next week, we'll start a new series, and we have no idea what it is yet. No, we do not. If you have any suggestions, you can always text us at 727-888. 4171 comes straight straight to my phone 727-888-4171 or send us an email goyard2014 at gmail.com go to our website 20, at goyard2014.org and catch podcast right here on tantalknetwork.com podcast goyard and that's it so this has been a good series I really yes. enjoyed it and I hope it has helped people be more careful
1: yes bottom line final word final word is you know what just use good judgment protect yourself protect yourself protect yourself all
0: right this has been dr angel and mama mac and this is go yard and we'll see you next week same time same day Bye. good night